0: And welcome to Read the Room (laughs) Podcast. I'm Chandler.
1: And I'm Alyssa. And this podcast is about books, relationships, and the relationships in books.
0: Today we are starting Mm -hmm. on our Taylor Jenkins Read uh, bibliography. Just the core four, though. Yeah,
1: just the core four. We'll probably come back and read some of our previous work in the future, but we're just going to start with the core four.
0: I have read one of her previous work so. did you like it i did yeah but it yeah. was definitely more rom-com than uh, historical contemporary fiction. romance yeah. yes a contemporary yeah. <laughs> romance yes uh what we're talking about here is the seven husbands of evelyn hugo
1: yeah but before we dive into that let's talk about a book that we're both reading well not both simultaneously but what book we're reading or a book we want to talk about
0: yeah i am currently reading a Closed and Common Orbit by Becky Chambers. Mm-hmm. It is a sci-fi book about a sentient AI, sentient AI, not really too sure how to properly say that word. It sounded good to a me. A sentient AI who uh, is a- inhabiting a, a body kit, which allows her to, you know, walk her, instead of just being installed into a ship, mm-hmm. as she was programmed to be, um, and I feel like it's like a really good analogy, metaphor, what, what have you, for um, neurodivergence. Like she's oh. having a really hard time in her body and like yeah. feeling really uncomfortable and not knowing what to do mm-hmm. um, or how to act around people and like mm-hmm. having to research beforehand and all that. And it's also, it's like one of those books with like two different stories going on at the same time. Yeah. Um, and the other one is about a, like a clone child who was What is this born... book? <laughs> it's sci-fi man who was born onto a world that basically like she's a slave and works in a factory and then escapes and then finds like a broken down junk ship that has an AI in it and the AI in the ship um, Owl raises her basically okay. and like helps her escape
1: Wait! Is this a movie now?
0: I don't think so. I, I mean maybe if, if it is I want to watch it
1: cause... I've definitely, I feel like I've heard this synopsis
0: it could it could the be the owl
1: part is what got me yeah. maybe you told me about this i might have okay sorry go on yeah
0: and just told it to you in such detail that you now. No, think back i feel like i must have heard it somewhere else yeah well it's uh it's a great book it's the second of the way series uh from becky chambers the first is uh the long way to a small angry planet mm-hmm. uh, which i would also recommend but you don't have to read that one before reading this one And I'm planning on reading pretty much everything else by Becky Chambers because it's good stuff It's so
1: interesting to hear what you're actually reading versus like the stuff that we talk about like we talk uh, primarily about um contemporary romance the, these four books we're about to talk about aside but um we talk about those sort of genres and then in your personal time you're reading sci-fi or you're reading you know it's funny because the book i want to talk about is the inmate by Frida mcfadden i just finished that a couple of days ago if you have you heard of freedom mcfadden i have not okay so she wrote that the handmaid the housemaid and it's really popular right now. It's the, like, book with, like, the keyhole in the eye looking through it. It's about a girl who starts working as a prison as, like, the new RN. Actually, not RN. What's the one up from RN? It's, um... Uh, oh, it's, like... The, I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I can't remember. Sorry to the nurses out there. There's, like, one up from an RN where you can, like... Uh, give prescriptions and stuff anyways the point is she goes to work in a penitentiary and it's like a bad one it's where all the murderers go and it's rough anyways you start to learn that she knows one of the inmates there was her high school boyfriend and she put him in jail for life and she starts working at the prison yeah so freedom mcfadden does like horror thriller and i'm like for spooky october i've been reading a lot of like Horror thriller, that sort of thing. I also
0: noticed for Spooky October, we both have black nail polish. I right always now. have black nail polish. I you? also always unless have it's black nail summer, nail polish my nail
1: polish is always black.
0: What is it in summer?
1: Uh, I'll usually do like a white or a cream.
0: Okay, gotcha. Very neutral.
1: Yeah, I don't like yeah. like you will have never see me they the red. But anyways, back to my amazing book. Yeah. So Frida, she is an incredible author. She's really good at creating the suspense and the twists and turns in books. um So anyways, the story is that she moves back to her hometown. She starts working at this uh, penitentiary and then um, she comes across her ex and she realizes that maybe she was wrong and that it was somebody else. And she starts seeing a guy that was also there the night that this all happened. And so it's very like, which one of these guys is actually the best? And you feel like as the reader, you're like, I know something she doesn't know, but you don't actually like that book of all books, the twist, I, I genuinely didn't see the last one coming. It's definitely worth reading. All of her works that i've read so far are amazing. So that's uh, my, my book
0: What was the author again?
1: Freda McFadden. Frieda are you McFadden. messing with me? No, oh, i'm not. Oh, i thought i wrong. said it so much that no, i was no, like, no. oh no, he's no, teasing you had, me No, you
0: had brought up that the author's oh. great and that uh, we should all read all of the, the books Yeah I love that. Should, in... I've
1: only read two of her books, but I can't wait to read more.
0: I mean same here with becky chambers Yeah, uh, I love that in this little um intro what are we reading yeah here are these random books kind of thing we know not to do spoilers yeah but then when we're talking about the book that we're actually talking about we're going hard
1: like if you're coming here to hear about evelyn hugo you assume i assume you've read it and or you don't mind about the spoilers because we're gonna spoil it
0: yeah i mean i feel like especially with evelyn hugo hugo it is kind of hard to talk about the relationships in the book
1: and not spoil
0: and not spoil like the big the big oh, twist, I'm so sad about reveal. it. So, Taylor Jenkins Reid. I think that we should probably talk about her as yeah. a whole a little bit before we jump into any of her books. I've read the modern, the core four, as you like to call mm-hmm. it. Um, and I think it's After I Do, it's called?
1: Yep, I've read After I Do.
0: Yeah, so those are the five I've read so far. I like the T.J.R. universe. Yeah. It's fun. It's um, so good. And it's it's interesting too especially with evelyn hugo that like she brings up she doesn't completely you know fabricate an entirely new universe she still has little women and yeah. anna karenina yeah as like big stories in there
1: well she does name even in carrie soto real tennis players like she does aspects of it it's never like nikki chan like the people she faces it's always like in the background she'll name people who were actually tennis players or daisy jones and the six they name actual bands
0: did they do that in evelyn hugo though Yes. Were there actual actors name dropped? Like, oh, there's uh...
1: I don't know about actual actors, but definitely like the movies and stuff existed like some of them You're right and like plays and things like that. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I don't think I know actors of that time yeah well enough, me neither. to like to have picked up on it i only knew about the tennis because i listened to another podcast and she was a tennis player and like ta- oh, actually i think she was a golfer the girl hosting the podcast and she talked about how she heard tennis names that she knows but i'm assuming she's just like a sporty gal and i was like oh interesting because i didn't know them but so it is
0: yeah and i it's just TJR coming up with her own history and totally. it's a lot of fun because she builds on like our modern day idea of what Hollywood. Existed, what Hollywood was what the 50s 60s 70s was like mm-hmm. in all these books yeah um even 90s with Carrie Soto. Yeah,
1: yeah. She um, really builds, too. Like, each one is covering, like, gets later. Like, I know Evelyn Hugo technically is the most present-day one, but because of the, But it's know, also
0: the least, too. Totally. You know?
1: That's interesting. It's old Hollywood vibes for most of the book.
0: Yeah. I, I read an interview of uh, TJR about Carrie Soto specifically um, and asking about the decades that mm-hmm. these stories exist in and she was saying that like oh writing the 90s was actually a little bit uh easier because i had to do less research because i existed in the 90s i have a lot to say about like 90s fashion
1: also
0: yeah and like it's it's really interesting because like a lot of these stories are playing off of like our idea of what the 70s were like or what hollywood in the 60s was like so you know it's it's fun to exist in that world Mm -hmm. um and to do so through Taylor Jenkins Reid's fictional history cuz she can build it in whatever way she, that she wants really and
1: she can yeah I like that, she, but she stays like somehow she builds her. Sorry, I'm pouring water while we talk. Um, yeah, somehow this is she terrible podcast <laughs> etiquette. <laughs> sorry, I was thirsty. Um, but she creates a universe that it makes it more believable. Like the little the little things she adds in from the real world, though, that makes it seem more credible and makes me as a reader be able to dive more in. Like when she's talking about other bands popular in Daisy Jones at the time, and I'm recognizing the names, it just makes it seem more credible to me.
0: Yeah, and I also, like, I'm I'm a big fan of Almost Famous, the movie.
1: Oh, it's my, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, and
0: having, like, watched that so much and, like, wanted to exist in that world, like, mm-hmm. this gave me another opportunity. Well, not this, Evelyn Hugo, but yeah. Daisy Jones gave me another opportunity to live in that. And Actually, that's so fun.
1: I did want to say one fact I know about Taylor Jenkins Reid. It has it pertains to Daisy Jones, but I'm going to say it now cuz we're talking about her is I don't know if you knew this, but you know the part in Daisy Jones and the Six where she it's early on in the book and she's sitting with a guy. This is pre the Six and she is at a restaurant. I think it's like a date or something and she makes a joke and he says I'm going to write that down and yeah. use it. And she says, I'm not your muse. I or, Sorry, I'm not your muse. I'm the something or something. Anyway, she says something along those lines. So Taylor Jenkins Reid said that, that she literally pulled that from an experience in her real life when she moved to Hollywood oh, to be an author. She had moved there and she turned that into her inspiration for the entire character of Daisy Jones was how men treated her. And, like, tried to steal her ideas.
0: <laughs> she turned him into the muse, in Which a way. is
1: hilarious. And then I think it also had to do with the fact that in the book, Daisy, um, there's a guy early on that she, like, fixes his lyrics or something, mm, like a musician. Yeah. And she, he, he, that song becomes his biggest hit. Yeah. And she's like, I fucking wrote that. I think that was also, like, taken from her experience on that with that guy.
0: It does make me wonder, like, what what it was the tjr influenced Like what's out there i'm not credited to her
1: she's i just think she's so cool and she's not like like she's 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 not not like like other other authors she's a cool author i don't know what it is but anytime i see her i'm like damn she's so cool that's why we started with her books because not only am i obsessed with all of them but she's just really cool as an author in my opinion
0: yeah and let's be real because taylor jenkins reed also has like a lot of uh, media coming out with daisy jones and oh, the yeah. six and then uh, evelyn hugo i think yeah. is the next one coming I mean, out
1: with the writer's strike who knows where they're at with these but i know that every single one of these core four books has rights already bought to yeah. them so no, Of course I did look that up Oh and my I, god
0: Carrie Soto is going to be so good No I know
1: <sighs> I know And also um, I looked up to see if there would be a fifth book in the series And it sounds like she only does groups of four I think the series like this whole I know it's not a series, but you know what I'm trying to say, yeah
0: Intr- i I would be
1: she wants to write something completely different as what she said on an interview, which oh. I mean she doesn't have to, she can do whatever she wants, who knows what'll come out, but
0: I find that very interesting that she would dare depart that. from this but world, like,
1: good for her though she's made a name for herself, pretty much anything she does will turn to gold, I bet,
0: yeah, that's true she's but about like, us. To, to imagine stay... she goes into
1: thriller or something, oh my god, oh, that yeah would be epic.
0: to stay in the modern the core for universe mm-hmm. that she's built like so
1: i've coined that phrase i came up with
0: it <laughs> oh cool i didn't know if that was like the official <laughs> yeah, i, I came call up them with the, modern, okay. the modern the modern but, but the other
1: ones are actually technically nowadays so these oh, I see but they're the mean. most recently yeah, published. Yeah, that's, that's what i'm getting at here. Yeah, sorry Because
0: like she's crushing it with those.
1: Oh, so good But even her like previous works are so like I know you've only read the one book But you really sh- I mean we will but the other three are also so good.
0: Okay, so there's eight total then in yeah, the Yeah, so bibliography. there's one true
1: loves maybe in another life Forever Interrupted and After I Do. So those are her first four, and then it goes into the four that we'll talk about.
0: Gotcha. In this season. Well, be ready for us to talk about those other, those earlier four books. Yeah. Later down the line, I've got some reading to do, but <laughs> until then, we will talk about the core four, the modern four, starting with Evelyn Hugo.
1: Uh, let's start with um, what did you actually think of the book? Like, did you like it? Did you love it? What were your thoughts?
0: I did like it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I I've never really been someone who's like really into like old Hollywood or even New Hollywood. Like, oh my I God, don't really how dare you? care that much about like you know. I'll, I'll go watch the movies, but like I don't really too much about the drama and the gossip oh God, i love a... it i live for it yeah what
1: rating did you give it
0: oh i think i probably would have given it a four star
1: or that's chandler is an, a rough rater. I... so like that's pretty decent
0: yeah that's you know it, it was definitely better than three and a half not quite four and a half you know it was a good book i enjoyed reading it
1: and i do half stars might
0: read it again yeah someday and but it like you know it didn't like change me. Oh
1: my god, and... I loved it. I can't. Lie. Mine was like a strong five star. Like I would give it six if you I could.
0: You love giving five stars though.
1: And that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. I've read a hundred and how many books this year? A hundred and twenty-five, and I've given less than twenty-five five stars. Okay. So watch your back.
0: That's still like almost a quarter, though.
1: Well, if you think about that statistically, and the books I'm choosing are like popular, like I I'm guess, tend yeah. to drawn to be drawn to like Reese's book picks and things that have already like been. You know, gone through the process of knowing that they're relatively good.
0: I've read thirty-seven books, and I've given five stars to two of them what so far the this two? year. What were the two? Sorry, um, it was Pillars of the Earth. Okay. And tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. We're gonna. I mean, it's to got. We gotta talk about, got to talk about tomorrow, tomorrow. So and tomorrow. good. I also
1: gave that book a five star.
0: I feel like we should be talking about oh. that book right now. Okay.
1: Wait. No. No. I want to. I want to talk about Evelyn. What did you actually think of the character Evelyn? Because I really want to dig into Taylor. Her main characters did you actually like them
0: yeah i did and okay. i know that there's people who like think that like they're too abrasive or intense and like she's
1: very calculated as a woman yeah especially in that time
0: well and especially like the older version of her that we get in yeah. like the present day yeah in 2017.
1: 2017
0: yeah um and you know i feel like old woman who how old was she
1: she died at Sorry, spoiler. She died at what seventy or eighty? somewhere yeah, in there. I can't yeah. remember. and I don't feel have like my phone. I feel
0: like anyone who gets to that age is generally a little bit more, you know, blasé. Will say what they want, like no time for pleasantries or what have you. And I do she was wonder. She seventy-nine. Sorry. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't have a filter. That's a good way of saying that. Well,
0: I also wonder just how much of that persona of her, like no filter, being a bit older. Um, like, kind of done with the world and, like, uh, it's changed outside of uh, her. Mm-hmm. How much of that bleeds into the Evelyn Hugo that we experienced in her younger years? Because this is the story that she's telling. Yeah. Right? So it's it's one... is the, It the, also
1: kind of makes her an unreliable narrator.
0: Absolutely. Same as
1: some of Taylor Jenkins' reads other books is, like, a big conversation around, but this one, too.
0: Mm-hmm. But, no, I, I loved Evelyn. She... She's sick And
1: also like furthermore Evelyn like you see early in the book the way that she manipulates people to get what she wants Like for example her first husband Ernie Diaz She manipulated actually honestly all of her husbands was a manipulation if you really dig into all of them
0: I wouldn't say all of them Except for
1: Harry but still it was to cover up something else so it was planned
0: There was one husband
1: that she actually loved Don like Adler, yeah, the abusive where, one. Yeah, where
0: it was like a fiery romance. And but like, it did help her career. Remember, oh, she well, was yeah. pushed
1: into that by Harry. Like none of her relationships, other than Celia St. James, were authentic. Not a single one.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's. I feel like that's probably the case with um, a lot of celebrity relationships, totally. or at least the ones we hear about, right? Because like, hundred If there's like a super famous actor who has a wife that he just like met. You know at the beach one day uh, who like might not that have does happen though him. like I hugh know.
1: jackman's wife well they just got divorced but um his was like a nobody and he'd been with her for like 45 years or something yeah and you just like it don't happened. you don't really
0: hear too much about like their so drama rare. because it's like it you lose one half of the excitement of it because it's yeah. like oh my god like this person and that person both celebrities that we know Uh, Are doing this thing, but it's like oh hugh jackman has a wife who he just divorced Yeah,
1: now that's news, but it wasn't for 41 years Um, who out of the seven husbands if you can name them was your favorite? Oh, shit! what was his name? Harry cameron. Yeah, harry. It's gotta be be harry. So there was ernie diaz She married when she was what 17 16
0: Actually before you get into naming them all off. Um, I did also like the Brother, Celia's yeah, brother at the yeah, end yeah, yeah. Like, that was Robert a good, Jameson That was a good setup, yeah. like he was a solid guy Yeah,
1: yeah, he was, I mean there was no love there But he was a great beard
0: yeah yeah he's we, a good man we love a great beard but i'm
1: not into their relationship i just think he was a good character yeah exactly so there was ernie diaz who she married when she was like 17 don adler who was the abusive one um and the other movie star mick riva which was hilarious that whole chapter was just ridiculous i
0: realized today that mick is in like three of these books yeah now. yeah christ and like the one he's not in is daisy jones in the six
1: i think that yeah which is funny because he's a musician you're right i don't think he's in that one but he's definitely in all the other ones was he
0: he wasn't he wasn't the guy that uh daisy lost her virginity to, was he
1: Mm. because
0: i just remember her losing it to a really uh, a way older guy
1: daisy jones lose her virginity to. i love google an older man a famous drummer
0: Oh, a famous drummer. Fourteen, goddamn.
1: Sorry, but yeah, yeah, we'll go back to Evelyn Hugo. Sorry, okay. touch my
0: mic. Oh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like it's I think it's Carrie
1: Cameron is the best husband for sure. Of
0: course. Okay. Sorry yeah. to cut you off there, uh, but yes, Mick Oops. somehow in three of the four modern or core. Yeah, TJR books. Yeah. So
1: Rex North is the husband after McGreeva and he was a fellow um, actor alongside um, Actually Celia and Evelyn. Um, he was in that movie. They did Anna Karenina or something um, And she fell for him But I think they had more of a friendship because he knew oh, yeah. that she was with Celia and then he fell in love with another actress and got Her pregnant and that's why they ended which led to Evelyn marrying Harry Cameron Which was her fifth marriage
0: but Who was you know, they were already close. They with.
1: were best friends But it was yep. to cover up the that they were like not actually like in love mm-hmm. her and rex And it she made it seem like he was cheat or she was cheating on rex to keep her like persona ah,
0: active. Yes.
1: Like everything she did was a manipulation and then she was with harry cameron for years And he had the other partner which we know eventually passed which was like a big point in the book the big spoiler um and uh her and Harry have the daughter, Connor, which I loved for a girl's name, by the way. The daughter, mm-hmm. Connor.
0: C-O-N-N-O-R? Yeah, I think E-R? it was. Yeah, okay. I think it was an R.
1: Um, and then after Harry Cameron, after they got the divorce, um, then she married Max Gerard. If you remember, he was like the director, the French director, who was just such a douche. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hated him. And then the last the last of the seven husbands was Celia St. James' brother, Robert Jameson, um, which was fully a beard so that they could live together in Italy. Um, and be together and he lived with them and he and robert had a really good relationship with connor almost like a father because harry cameron had passed at that point
0: yeah and spoiler alert all throughout she was in a on and off again relationship (laughs) with celia st james we're talking lesbians (laughs) folks
1: which i loved like celia and I mean, to be fair, it wasn't the most healthy relationship. It was a tumultuous relationship between them. But at that time, to be lesbians and be in Hollywood was, like, that's so many factors to factor in against what they were up against.
0: Well, I guess, like, a big a big part here, and, like, God, it's it's such a thing for us two to be talking about this particular book and this particular relationship, because totally. we're not really coming from any sort of... <laughs>
1: like, queer background. Yeah. yeah. We're both straight in that Yeah, realm.
0: yeah, yeah, but... We do love TJR, so Ugh, but I loved just...
1: it. I loved the representation.
0: But I think that, like, well, one, you know, not both lesbians. Uh, uh, oh, yes. Evelyn Hugo is bisexual. Oh, you're we don't right. want you're any right. any bi erasure here. But that I think was a bit of a contentious issue between their relationship because Definitely. a lot of it was Seeley being like, "How are you enjoying your time with these men that you're pretending? Well, that I mean, that that you're pretending to yeah. be." you know married to you are married to them but pretending to love
1: yeah yeah and i mean inevitably their last breakup before they end up together was over her sleeping remember with don adler when they get put in that movie together and they have to do she doesn't actually sleep with him but she does like a very intimate scene that celia is not comfortable with because of who it is and also because he's a man
0: well no i think that the main thing when it came to that wasn't about the situation it was about Evelyn not, like...
1: Communicating Not it. communicating. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think that that's a really important thing here, is that, like, yeah, there was, like, he was a man. And... She did
1: have insecurities around that, definitely. Yeah, of course. Totally.
0: But, like, the main thing there was the lack of communication. For sure. And Evelyn even... I, I remember her having this thought where it's like, oh, I shouldn't just talk to her yeah. about this. Um And I think that that's so important, that, like, there were issues in their relationship that weren't just, oh, my God, like, we're... You know a queer relationship in mm-hmm. this time in this uh world that isn't accepting of us like that isn't the only hurdle that we have to go through because totally. like we have like a full fully fleshed out actual relationship that has its own problems as all yeah. relationships do that are outside of just you know the usual issues that come from the world not wanting us to be together which Obviously Especially is gonna be in an that issue. Time. Well, yeah, and then you have the whole Celia being like fuck it Let's just like tell people and yeah, yeah or like let's go join the riots and Evelyn being like We just can't we just can't do that yeah. right now We can like we can support them financially We can mm-hmm. do what we can behind the scenes, but we just we just can't come out like that You know
1: no. the comparison I want to bring up is between Evelyn Hugo and Taylor Swift like look at Taylor Swift now compared to evelyn hugo at her age the it's like a vast difference in time and the world has evolved to a new level and look how taylor was treated for having just dated Uh, several men in hollywood she was criticized she had to go through an entire reputation era because people called her a slut and people judged her for dating imagine in that time marrying seven men how big of a scandal that would have been and how the world would have perceived evelyn and then on top of that for her to come out as bisexual like that is just like wild to me I I couldn't imagine what she was going through and I can like understand why she wanted to keep that separate and keep that private because it was the only true aspect of her life everything else all seven marriages were all fake we know that none of those were like true I mean sorry Don Adler was real in a way she did love Don Adler but in general compared to her relationship with Celia St. James I think like I understand why she would want to keep that private because that was Truly her deepest most real self I think there was a line where she asked harry if she's a slut a slut or a whore Do you remember that and she says something like uh, do you think i'm a whore? And then harry says something like I think you're brilliant. I think you're tough And I think the word whore is something ignorant people throw around when they have nothing else And I think that translates now to current day as well
0: Well, I think it's also the case too where You know back in the day divorce was less of a thing totally But maybe less so for women who were, you know, like had their own money Mm -hmm. and had their own agency and could do their own thing. And I'm, you know, I feel like celebrity relationship culture is very different from like even today from general relationships of the the plebs like us. Yeah. So, you know, it makes sense for like just as Taylor Swift um, has been in all these relationships and and gone through them and then yep. written about them
1: yeah
0: um criticized for them yeah and criticized i feel like if taylor swift existed in that time maybe those would have been uh, marriages instead because
1: totally that agreed that's a good point and a lot of people think that there's like fan theories on tiktok that taylor swift actually co-wrote and like helped her write this book
0: oh yeah I, i heard that the
1: other day on tiktok um there was i can't remember the reason but it was something along those lines um and i also as like i obviously wasn't around at the time the fictitious time when evelyn hugo was famous so i don't have like the comparison i'm assuming it would be like marilyn monroe or something along those lines but to if i'm older and taylor swift comes out with a book and like this written by somebody i would eat that up That would be like the greatest thing ever released.
0: Oh my god. And then like to To
1: know what happened with Harry Styles was that PR we all know it was what happened with like Joe Alwyn (sighs) like who's
0: I, the current one trevor kelsey or travis oh my god okay whatever i don't
1: stereotypically <laughs> you're the one who should know about this i'm
0: outside of both these worlds all right <laughs> i like i i do like taylor swift great uh great music but i'm not like not paying like i said at yeah, the start, i'm not paying kelsey. that much attention to the celebrities and who yeah. they're dating and all that i have so much to say and about and travis, travis i don't really but I care I too much about sports let's <laughs> oh, be yeah, honest fair. like i like playing them but i'm not like out here
1: hey you're an athletic guy
0: stats and and whatnot but yeah yeah, like could you imagine if years from now it's like oh yeah you know like that whole travis kelsey thing that was just that was literally just for um marketing reasons
1: you think it is you think that's oh i have no idea oh it could be i I think sorry i have a theory i don't think that it's for travis kelsey that this is i think that taylor and the nfl have like i think it's so much bigger because hear me out taylor is an international star NFL is very much localized. And then furthermore on that is Things like jersey sales have gone up 400 percent ticket sales that doesn't actually help travis kelsey That only helps the nfl.
0: Taylor Swift is indeed bigger than the nfl.
1: Have you seen that tiktok? Yeah, and people are like there's all these men are like there's no way and they're like what yeah, she definitely is
0: She sells out nfl stadiums by herself. (laughs) Literally and they aren't
1: doing that for sports Well, they are now
0: as I saw on tiktok travis kelsey needs him and all his buddies and their enemies Yeah (laughs) to sell out a whole stadium but so. like
1: that's the thing is like i think it's people are again internalized misogyny they're not seeing how big taylor actually is because she's a woman they're they can't even compute that she is bigger than travis kelsey a, a like athlete
0: yeah we really just turned this into the taylor swift that's podcast. okay though
1: i just for like a, i think there's a big comparison between taylor there swift is. and Evelyn hugo yeah. and i think in nowadays that's like the most understandable comparison because there's nothing in my life i can compare to this so I don't know. I just think that back then, like, I I just, all I want to say is I sympathize with her keeping their relationship private. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then if they were to have gone public with it, it's not like they would have been legally allowed to get married anyway, because... I do have a thought, though. backwards everything has been for so long and still is in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah. Um. So Celia St. James has obviously passed away at the time that Evelyn is writing this m- memoir biography with Monique. And so is, I think, so is Harry Cameron. A lot of them have already passed at that point. And she's choosing to air out all of her dirty laundry to this girl for her to get ahead in her career Do you personally think it's fair that evelyn went ahead and did that without actually ever getting consent from from those people? Whoops, whose sorry stories she's sharing to go ahead and air it all out Like do you think there's any sort of gray area in that?
0: I think it's okay because they're dead
1: you think you think death means like it's okay to tell their story
0: i think so yeah um
1: like harry was obviously openly gay i think the world knew harry was gay and same with celia but it was all again tabloid rumors
0: yeah i mean it is it is tough like because i have i might cut this but like i have the idea that once you're dead you're just gone no (laughs) totally i
1: think that's not something you need to cut i think that's your personal belief and i don't think you're pushing it on anyone but i have the same thought but at the same time your legacy does continue is i think the point of this
0: yeah, that makes sense, but it is it is just like, what the truth is, and in these particular instances, maybe less so for Harry, but like for Celia St James, like she was very much like, you know, hey, like I'm not I'm not really hiding this too much. No, in... yeah.
1: Evelyn kind of closeted Celia, yeah, in a, a way. little bit. But I also think like. Evelyn does point out that even Celia's brother is dead at that point and their daughter is dead. So there is actually no like lineage left on for Harry or Celia. She's the last living person of that because her daughter never had kids. So it really is the end of their line. So it's just their legacy because they were famous. It would leave a stain on. But for me personally, I think it actually for them clears it.
0: Yeah, I mean like the idea of leaving a stain on any sort of like...
1: Like the only person that's really going to be bad for is like Don Adler and Nick Rivet. It shouldn't be bad though. But like it's I, I'm all for like fucking like Taylor Swift like sing the song about them. I don't give no, a fuck if you I do mean... bad things. People can call you. Oh up. oh. Like I mean, the fact that he was abusive to oh, her, like Don like, Adler. Yeah, and yeah stuff. no, no.
0: Like that leaves like that yeah, should leave a mean. stain on them. But like I thought you were talking about like leaving a stain on like Celia and
1: Harry. No, 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 no. I mean the other husbands because I don't okay. really give a fuck because but she's doing that without their permission, obviously, and they're also famous
0: oh i guess that's true and, and they that, have legacies that's where you but run up me, against like libel concerns but like it depends on if the people are dead or not and there's like a whole thing
1: but personally i'm like fuck it out them like screw those guys
0: yeah and i mean Evelyn's, like call out Max sure dying anyway, so.
1: exactly well she's dying yeah she is dying yeah that was but... the whole point right like she's dying. Well, she's dying but also then she has she well, commits she suicide well yeah she, at the end like,
0: she knows she's <laughs> yeah on her way out
1: which is also another whole thing um yeah uh, let's
0: get into the uh morality of yeah it's just suicide let's not do that this is <laughs> i not, mean this we is could not.
1: but <laughs> i don't know if that's the vibe but i am curious sorry something a little lighter um what did you think of evelyn's views on beauty Because that was a big thing she talks a lot about um, Especially for that time and for a woman For what stuck out to me was the way that she was like I know you're supposed to pretend you're not beautiful But I knew I was beautiful so I'm beautiful Like she would just she was so confident about her beauty That it was like it was kind of rare Like I'm not used to women speaking like that So for me that stood out I don't know if it was the same for you as a man Well
0: I I feel like Evelyn saw it as like um, an asset totally yeah yeah it's like the same as someone knowing that like they have a wonderful singing voice and they're like yeah "Yeah," you know like I'm
1: I'm L. just kidding (laughs)
0: this is uh something that people want and you know like that I'll I'll use it to get me where I need to go yeah and I I I honestly appreciated that she was just so straight up about it because like I don't know like she never used it to punch down she was never like Oh, I'm so much, like, more uh, attractive than this other woman. Yeah. So, like, I should get the part or...
1: Well, she kind of, well, she didn't say it about attractiveness, but she did assume that she deserved everything. If you remember early on, she would like, somebody would get a role that she wanted and then they would like basically be bad at it. And she would run right into like Harry Cameron and that other creepy guy. And she'd be like, if you had casted me, I would have been amazing. And she's like, she sucked. Like she definitely.
0: But was she saying she sucked because she wasn't as hot as me? No, no,
1: no. That's what I'm I'm not saying that. Like she definitely had nothing uh, like she never really spoke about beauty as if she was a of anyone else but she definitely was Confident about other things as well just in general. I don't know why I made that point since we're talking about beauty
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, (laughs) yeah, exactly like in those instances. She was she also knew she was a great actress Yeah, but she
1: like used it to get men. She used it to get into certain rooms Whereas like for me, i'm like girl if you got it use it and like good for you for the confidence of knowing it And um, I remember there was like it took her quite a while I think it was until she worked with max gerard to do any sort of nude scene. Do you remember that that was like a big point plot point in the story is there was like she manipulated max gerard to like take out a nude scene um and so the camera cut off right before she would be naked it was like right to like the point and so it left audiences wondering and she had agreed to do a topless and she manipulated the scene so she didn't have to Mm. and then i think it was later with don adler when she did do nude but she was like very it's funny she was sexualized so much like marilyn monroe but didn't actually show her body yeah which was yeah. like badass
0: well i also feel like you know she knew that this was the game totally right? like she knew that that was she knew the it case. since she was 14 and the idea of her being like um i don't know like how society expects women to be of like yeah. oh yes i'm attractive but like no i'm not like,
1: yeah i'm, I'm so so be.
0: modest and whatever it's like no yeah. no no like She's already existing outside of that societal norm by yeah. being a movie star. So, yeah, yeah, she can she can own it. I mean, yeah. anyone can own it. But, like, for her, it's very much like, why, why are we beating around the bush here? Like, I'm hot. Like, yeah. that's why I'm a movie star. I
1: think that's kind of, though, like, for me, that's why I love Taylor Jenkins Reid. Because if you look at every single one of her main characters in the books, they're all wildly confident Mm -hmm. it's like the persona that us as women wish that we had that's never their issue it's always like you know different things like drugs or you know whatever is going on i'm talking about daisy jones by the way you know it's always like some bigger thing it's never about confidence or like
0: i do wonder which is cool
1: they're all so overly confident
0: in these four books yeah yeah um i I haven't read much of her other books um
1: and it's not the same thing.
0: See, with the other ones too, like those are more just like everyday women, like in contemporary romance situations, right?
1: That's why I love these.
0: Well, yeah, but with these, uh, the confidence kind of comes with the character circumstance. We have a movie yeah. star, we have a pro surfer, we have a rock star, and a, a tennis pro player. tennis player, yeah. right? Like these are all women at like the top of their um, worlds. Yeah um in the public eye yeah so yeah like obviously they're all incredibly confident and like good on them for that but it would be nice to have this general confidence like translated over to like the every woman
1: oh god i wish um that i I think that's just yeah for any woman i think we could all use a little bit of evelyn's confidence in a way and her like drive to succeed
0: oh yeah I'm i sure. mean
1: there is like a little bit of gray area and how far she goes to you know succeed in life but
0: yeah and then like on the very far end of that you've got carrie soto being like i'm the fucking best
1: yeah but like evelyn does make some ethic um ethically uh ambiguous is that a good um yeah, choices no like so speaking of that what did you think of monique before we get into that
0: well, I was initially like, oh, here's another um, you know, classic journalist protagonist narrator situation because like there are just so many of those in in fiction and writing cuz You know, it's it's just close enough to author that like it exists You hate
1: authors and books. Isn't that I do I really do. Yeah, Yeah. it's like just come on (laughs) I feel like I knew that about you because that's what you do. You're a journalist So when somebody's like an author or journalist chan just automatically hates it
0: Well, no, I don't automatically hate it, but i'm like, you know frame (laughs) this a a bit of a different way than uh, your current existence um, I I liked how it paid off. Yeah. You know?
1: I always think, like, what would you have done if you were in Monique's position? Meaning, you what was the magazine she worked for or something i can't remember but she works for a magazine and basically evelyn puts her in a position where she has to choose um between going against the magazine and, and publishing evelyn's book um and and of course monique is smart and she ends up being able to uh finagle it so she puts like an excerpt in the magazine which helps them um but then she writes the book which which will obviously propel her future which is the point of Her choosing, Monique. But what would you have done? Would you have gone against? I mean, literally, this is. Would you have gone against? Hypothetically, if you were still at an old, at your old company, would you have gone against for this opportunity?
0: I mean, yeah, like yeah, of course. It's a once in a lifetime totally sometimes you got to put yourself first if taylor swift was like hey chandler oh my god (laughs) you want to write my life story because i
1: she would say it to me i saw your article about dating in calgary because
0: my because my (laughs) friend ran your dad over earlier no that's not how that happened
1: (laughs) i was gonna say oh sorry i kicked you i was gonna say um i was gonna bring that up though about why she chose monique did you see that coming
0: No, no, I I did not at at all. all.
1: I was curious because I had actually read them out of succession So you're supposed to read Evelyn um, Hugo first and then Daisy Jones and I read Daisy Jones first So in Daisy Jones, it's again, you find out the spoiler that the person interviewing the band is somebody related to the band Like Mm, she has a tie-in. So naturally I was like, oh, what's Monique's story? So I was kind of looking for it but the way that Taylor Jenkins Reid writes about the incident in which Monique's father was killed and Evelyn covered it up essentially to protect Harry Cameron um and that's how Harry Cameron dies as well is um so
0: it was more protecting his legacy than anything right totally
1: because yeah and so she threw this and also he's black as well to point out is Monique's father is of color and Harry Cameron is not and she protected Harry Cameron and had and there was no like investigation into it in any way so it just worked for her at that time which is absolutely chaotic to me and absolutely crazy so you didn't see the twist coming what did you think when it happened how did you feel towards Evelyn
0: Probably shouldn't have done that. To be honest, (laughs) Ah, maybe maybe shouldn't have done that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You don't do that.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's it's really fucked up to like find a car crash scene and then start moving bodies around. That's especially
1: the person you love most in the world at that time is Harry. That's her best friend, the father of her daughter.
0: Yeah, and like I, I take a pretty hard stance. He was drunk, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I take a pretty hard stance against drunk driving.
1: Totally. And that's what Monique's father went down for, that he was drunk driving and killed himself. And
0: that was his legacy. Totally.
1: Because she switched it just because she had power in the world and she had the luxury of doing that.
0: But Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's morally ambiguous, right? Like it's... How would
1: you have felt finding that out as Monique in her shoes in Evelyn's home and being asked to do... How would you have felt about her being like, this is my gift to you, essentially?
0: Oh, that's tough too, because there's like so much weight already on, like, here's this person who is going to, like, basically give me uh, money and fame. Yeah. If I do her uh, memoir. But and that's morally, in. she
1: fucking is the worst.
0: Yeah, and I understand Evelyn wanting to give context and, like, you know, yeah. tell her story. But maybe don't have, you know, that dangling carrot of, hey, you know, if you're cool with me, uh, write my memoir. Also, i f- fucked with your dad's legacy
1: well the part that got me was the next day after she found out she had to go back to evelyn's house and that's the last time she ever sees evelyn and remember they're doing the photo shoot so evelyn's doing the photo shoot and she's like monique come on get in the photo with me and so she like takes a photo so monique has it for the book but at the same time she just found out and then evan evelyn's like come on over and smile like to me i was just like evelyn is still so calculated well and i know she was planning to commit suicide but like give the Girl, freaking time to breathe.
0: I also think that there that might touch on the whole like, you know, you got to have a bit of a persona in that industry.
1: It's Um, crazy though,
0: and smile even if you're not feeling like smiling, which is horrid. But yeah, yeah,
1: I love this book though so much because it is like deep. Like, Evelyn's not always someone you root for. That's how I felt about it. That's how I feel about honestly. Most of her characters in her books,
0: and I think that that's really important for TJR's books. Is yeah. she's giving you these like really intense, confident,
1: almost like raw though. Yeah, like you see that very confident. Yeah, but then you see the raw side of their their errors, their mistakes. Oh,
0: absolutely, and like it's easy to present protagonists and narrators yeah. as you know because you're in their head, so yeah. You're... You're seeing everything from their point of view. You're get you're empathizing with them because you're mm-hmm. in their shoes as a reader. But then you know it's it. it I think it is bold of TJR to offer us characters that like do have faults and do bad things yeah. and like are mean a lot of the time. Yeah especially in carrie soto's oh my god i love carrie soto (laughs) but yeah i I love carrie soto too but would Um, we if she wasn't like so like
1: yeah i think i would if carrie soto was now and she was the ball buster she was in those books if she was like famous now playing tennis in this world i would absolutely love her if evelyn hugo's book was published in 2017 which is the time that evelyn dies in the story do you think that the world would be um open-minded
0: By her book, you mean like the fictional book. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like if this is, but
1: put yourself in it, say this is all real. You're living in the world. She's famous. She just passed away. And next year, Monique's dropping her book. Do you think the world would be susceptible to it? Susceptible is not the right word. Do you think the world would be supportive of her and Cecilia, of her story?
0: I mean the world asking if the world as a whole would be accepting of anything is I mean there'll like,
1: always be people who hate their yeah, I get it I like, get what you're it's
0: saying it's always good. there's all- I'm sure that there would be a lot of people I think. Like, I just you know, think the support would be and...
1: so much better than if they had to come out at the time oh, Of course yeah totally. I mean that's
0: that's what progress is and yeah, like totally. you know I'm sure I, I would hope that 10 20 30 years from now there'd be even more people who totally. don't see that as like a big deal um, cuz like it it really shouldn't be and we've come a long way but we still have a long way to go yeah from here but there's always gonna be you know shitty bigoted people who are opposed to to that especially um i could see there being a lot of backlash from uh men specifically where it's like oh my god this like super hot actor that Mm -hmm. uh i had a poster of on my wall turned out to be like into women that's uh,
1: i mean that's that generation too yeah they would be fun there was so many times in this book where where i was literally reading and like snapping because i was so obsessed with her take at that time of wait. being like such a feminist essentially
0: wait like snapping like you're in like, like a cool was, like, like, like slam poetry place yeah like, yeah, like I
1: sing show. it sing it celia or yeah, sing okay. it evelyn like i was so stoked about some of the stuff that was written in that book i just was absolutely encapsulated by evelyn hugo even though she was abrasive and harsh and calculating she was still such a badass Mm -hmm. and you don't when you compare her to somebody like that's why you can't really compare her to marilyn monroe or like those women because those women were the sweethearts of america evelyn was like not but i mean like to the world she was they called her whores the whole book they called her a whore
0: well the media yeah the media
1: they Gosh. destroyed her that's what i'm saying and she wasn't america's sweetheart none of these people were america's sweethearts in the books none of them except for maybe Nina Riva we can from Malibu Rising potentially
0: i think that that's one of the things with Evelyn Hugo is usually when an actor um, gets like absolutely decimated by the public by the media they're gone you know like yeah. they they fall out of grace they, totally. you don't see them for very i mean that kind of happened with winona Ryder in the yeah. 90s i mean she's, she's back having now, a resurgence <laughs>
1: um
0: but you know that's kind of the case um with evelyn hugo she went through that but you know because she's fictional and because she's evelyn hugo like mm-hmm. you know she worked her way through it and recovered yeah. and got back in
1: I still can't believe you gave the book four stars, man. It's so Compared,
0: good. Instead of five?
1: Yeah. It's a five. Did you give any of her four core four or five other than Carrie Soto? Yeah, I do. Gonna, Here's Soho. the
0: thing I'm about sorry, me giving five texted. stars. It's not It's not like these are just my uh, reviews that I put on Instagram, by the way. Like this God, isn't like like, a good reading. They're all written reads. so well. I wouldn't bring down a good read rating um, for my own... Cause like I I factor in like what impacts me like what what will sit with me what... I guess
1: like just as me being a woman this definitely hit me harder
0: Yeah probably Yeah I but really like I loved wouldn't it. say I gave it four stars instead of five stars because like I'm not but coming from a so female bad. perspective
1: No I know It is a
0: good book but like I don't think it's gonna stay with me for the rest of my life I don't think like I learned something like you know crucial. <laughs> About the world or, like... I
1: mean, I think your standards might be a bit high on those five they stars. They indeed are,
0: because five <laughs> stars is 100%. That's I why I do 4.5 sometimes. And I
1: also rate books like this very differently than, like, um, some of the other contemporary romances we go through. Like, some of the fluffier stuff that we'll talk about in the future. Like, just to keep them on the same scale like you giving like something by like tessa bailey a four star as well like it's so hard because i feel like they're judged very differently like the writing is not at the same level
0: oh i see what you mean but yeah i'm i'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely tricky. not i'm never rating them based on like exclusively the writing no i know or anything I'm, it's more just like my own personal feelings
1: fine about that feels very like influenced it could be like the mood you're in and like oh absolutely i hate that but that's fair that's not being
0: (laughs) super objective about like how i feel i'd
1: really like you to break it down for me yeah (laughs) write me an essay about it
0: i do i write my little reviews on instagram story Uh and go look at them
1: (sighs) they're gonna be great i do actually read them you do great yeah I Um...
0: i know i'm supposed to be the one pushing for um know us talking more about the book side of things <laughs> here but i feel like we missed out on quite a bit of the relationship situations yeah, we did. there's seven of them there's yeah. eight of them really evelyn's
1: just so fascinating to me that i'd rather talk about her than i than the men honestly which is the whole fucking Actually, point i don't yeah. give a fuck about the men evelyn's a badass
0: fair and i think that that was like a really great aspect of the book where like which is when why I, it
1: should deserve five stars
0: when i saw it when i saw the title i was like the seven husbands of evelyn hugo it's <laughs> like why is tgr centering the title and the book around men yeah right yeah but you know plot twist the Mm -hmm. the love of her life wasn't a man yeah the romance the relationship that the book is actually about is celia
1: yeah
0: um and i guess we did talk about celia so what's what's the point of us going over those men
1: (laughs) so um do you want to do the closing thing Or do you want me to do the same one I did last time? What did we
0: do last time?
1: I said, thanks for joining us on this episode of Read the Room. Um, Be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you can. Your feedback really helps us on the platforms. Um, And don't forget to connect with us on social media as well.
0: See, the way you talk changes so much when you're reading it off.
1: Why? How you does can it tell. Train? It
0: feels so scripted. <laughs> it does it? Yeah, absolutely. I think I
1: sound authentic No, no, I no. Because
0: you're looking at the thing, you're <laughs> reading it.
1: <but laughs> Whatever. Everything she said. I didn't forget said, anything.
0: Um and that's uh that's been it with evelyn hugo catch Ooh. us next week for what's... daisy
1: jones and the six
0: good old daisy jones yeah and the rest of them all right we should <laughs> and the guys we sometime. don't care
1: about other than karen <laughs> just kidding oh yeah karen rocks <laughs> i'm excited to best. talk about karen and grand <laughs> oh, more than God. anything okay well we'll get into that
0: <laughs> well no we're just this is a little teaser <laughs> 1970s, 1970s all right goodbye everybody
1: <laughs> bye